Every morning, my sister's screams ring through the hallways of our old Victorian home, like the echoes of a banshee. Most times, I'm already dressed and halfway to her room as it starts. When it comes to caring for her, if I don't stick to a schedule like the social worker suggested, things can get dangerously out of hand. But this morning, I'm spitting out my toothpaste when she wakes. Shit. Flossing is going to have to wait till tonight. Till whenever. We can't be late. Not today. I scramble into a shirt and some jeans and march down the wooden stairs of our house like a soldier on a mission. The air is tinged with the scent of burnt eggs, stale coffee, and broken dreams. Today, there's also the earthy smell of rain. The downpour starts as soon as I'm on the house's ground level, as if desperate to throw a wrench in my plans. But I won't let it. Just like I do any time panic wants to set in, I silently hum Ode to Joy. It's one of the songs our dad used to play on the baby grand piano in the living room every morning. Oftentimes, my sister and I played along with him while mom watched. But all that was before the accident. Before the family was reduced to one daughter who can no longer speak intelligibly or walk properly. And one daughter buckled under the weight of knowing she's the reason things went to shit. The reason things went to shit. My psychiatrist says that idea can't stay in my head forever. But I'm certain she's wrong. When I enter the living room, my foot catches on some books piled on the floor, and I fall hard to my knees on the hardwood. Bracing myself against the pain, I rise to my feet and pick up Lynchbird's Principles of Animal Nutrition, one of several books I should have sold the moment I decided not to go back to college. But I can't bear to part with it. I put it on top of the piano. The living room used to be a disco of laughter storytelling, and good vibes. Now it's just a cacophony of dust and sorrows. Refusing to let the thought settle, I focus on the pain in my knees, bending up and down a few times to work out the kinks. Sharp pains zip up and down my legs, and I stifle a groan. I'm 22, but I swear my joints scream I'm at least 50. Once the kinks feel worked out, I continue with my mission heading through the narrow hallway that leads to the only bedroom on the first floor. Alyssa's room. The cold metal of the doorknob sends a jitter up my spine, but I keep my hand firmly on the knob. Remember, be steadfast, Lane, I tell myself softly. <laughs>